Let's look ahead to Wednesday in the NBA. Not a bad slate of games. We're going to look at um, pickups, waiver streams, injury updates, all of that stuff. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and you can catch me in the latest episodes of The Real Housewives of Melbourne. And I'm also the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore b-ball on TikTok at redrock underscore b-ball and on Instagram at locked on fantasy basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account and use the code locked on NBA for $20 off your first purchase. Thank you also for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day or first watch. We are free and available on all platforms. And if you're on one of these free platforms like YouTube, hit the subscribe button. We're going Operation 70K. Let's get there really, really close. End of the week is our target. So let's hit that um, Let's hit that marker. We're doing the preview show here for Wednesday with how many games are actually on Wednesday? Nine games on, on Wednesday. So it is streamable. For some of you, maybe not. But I think nine is the general rule. We'll be able to hit that. So we look at injuries, we look at streams of the day, go through all of that stuff right now, and let's take a look. And as always, when I do these graphics and put them up, and then other injuries drop, we actually just got news of Charles Bassey, Goldfinger, out for the season to an ACL. Zach Collins is the current backup, but if an injury happens, it's going to be Sandro Mamakalashvili who becomes that deeper league guy. So I was stashing Bassey in a very deep, deep bench league in case Wembenyama or Collins was hurt, but obviously I won't be doing that now. Mamu will jump into there as the backup, who's a very interesting fantasy player, but the path to minutes isn't super strong. Unfortunate for Bassey now, he's had two knee injuries the last two years. And I believe he had some injuries in West, at Western Kentucky, which caused him to fall in the draft. Um, so I'm a little worried about where that leads him. In terms of an injury update here for Wednesday, though, I'll go through and tell you what updates we do actually have. Um, Marvin Bagley is out. Jalen Duran is out. We know that in Detroit. So we're going to get another opportunity for Monty Williams to do the right thing. Yes, he had to be forced at figuratively gunpoint to do it, but we're there. Dylan Wright is out for um, Washington. LaMelo Ball is out for Charlotte. We also got an update in Charlotte where Mark Williams uh, is now doubtful. Bam Adebayo, I assumed, was going to be out. He is officially out. For Miami, Jalen Johnson is also out for Atlanta, of course. Gabe Vincent, we're expecting to be out for the Lakers. Paddy Connaughton and Jay Crowder are out for the Bucks. I 100% guarantee you Ja Morant is out. He's got three more games left, and he's got a few more in your court appearances. To uh, Honestly, that, that clip of Ja Morant in the courtroom holding the basketball looked like I was watching Parks and Rec. What was going on? Uh, it's like I was waiting for Detlef Shrimp to come in, Entertainment 720. It was so weird. Regardless, Marcus Smart's out, Luke Kennard's out, uh, Mitchell Robinson is out, of course, for the Knicks, out for weeks and weeks and weeks. Benjamin Simmons is out, Lonnie Walker is out. I'm going to guess that Bradley Beal is out. Now, Beal is going to play on Tuesday, barring something weird happening. I would be absolutely dick-slapped if Beal played the back-to-back. There is almost no way. So I'm just going to say that he's out. Nasir Littleface, he is, I'm going to put doubtful. He's out on Tuesday with a concussion slash facial fracture. I really don't expect that he's going to play on Wednesday. Maybe he does, but he's already ruled out Tuesday. Don't think he plays Wednesday. 
Zion popped up on the injury report. He is questionable with an ankle sprain. We don't like that. That might enable, though, old mate Trey Murphy to step up. It'll help Najee Marshall, Dyson Daniels. Obviously, CJ McCollum, Herb Jones, all those guys get more shots if Zion is out. Daniel Gafford missed the last game. He was... Um, I had him, maybe he's going to be questionable, but for now he is actually officially questionable. So we do have that uh, official news there on Dan Gafford. Landry Shamit, I believe, has been ruled out. He was questionable. He's been ruled out. While Mark Williams had missed the last one, he is now doubtful. So it doesn't look like um, Mark Williams is going to play. He he did not. Um, Hero is out. Highsmith is out. I caught that one as I was doing the graphic. So they are out along with Bam again. There is a report that um, Hero might be returning next week. So not this week. This is a bloody long time for this injury. DeAndre Hunter is officially questionable. Otto Porter is officially questionable too. Not that that matters huge amounts. And then I'm listing these Lakers guys. Now, Anthony Davis, LeBron James, and Jared Vanderbilt Bar are all questionable for Tuesday's game. I think they're going to play Davis and LeBron. I think they're going to sit one of the two games. Vanderbilt probably as well. I don't know which one, and I don't know whether they play Tuesday. If they all play on Tuesday, I would expect all of them to sit Wednesday. If they don't play on Tuesday, I would expect them to play on Wednesday. That is LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Jared Vanderbilt. Jalen Smith, I had as questionable, but he is out. So that has been ruled out. So Isaiah Jackson gets a chance there. Emmanuel Quickly, we don't have an official update yet on Quickly. He is questionable. I've listed him questionable after missing last game. Johnny Collins, also questionable. Walker Kessler, Questionable and Larry Markinen questionable. We do not have the Jazz's official injury update yet. So their whole lineup is a complete mess. We saw last game, they started Abaji and Fontecchio at the four. And we saw that lineup get plastered. And then Yurtseven play only 10 minutes off the bench. It was very, very strange. Dennis Smith is questionable. Well, I'm listening, questionable. Um, Grayson Allen and Kevin Durant are both missing Tuesday's game. So they're out. I'm going to proactively list them as questionable for Wednesday. I don't know whether they play. I think they probably will, and then Beal will sit. But at this point, I'm listing Allen and Durant as on the probable side of questionable for Wednesday's game. Nine games on, a few back-to-backs, a lot of injuries that we haven't actually um, heard yet. So that'll be good. Actually, we just got an update on Luka Doncic, who was questionable today. It does look like he is going to play as well. So that's for Tuesday's game. Um, We're talking Wednesday here, of course. Before we get into talking more stuff, the teams that play the Wednesday-Thursday back-to-back, there are three of them. The Brooklyn Nets, the Miami Heat, which is really important given the guys that are in and out there, and the Utah Jazz, also really important with Markin and Kessler Collins, all under some level of doubt as to whether they're going to play or not. So some um, interesting things that could develop across those teams and in terms of streaming value here. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. The legends over at eBay Motors have partnered up with me and the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, guys, that you need to pay attention to on your waiver wire that are going to be a guaranteed fit on your team. So let's see who I've I've got to look at here. Hmm, who are we going to look at? Let's look at Asar Thompson. Asar Thompson was erroneously, horrendously, inconceivably moved to the bench and played under 20 minutes a night. But he's back starting now because of, you know, things that had to happen. He is a guy that we're adding. We don't know what common sense Monty Williams has. None is the answer, but we don't know what he's going to do with that or how he's going to roll long-term. But Duran's out two weeks. Bagley is Marvin Bagley. So Thompson's the guy that we want to grab, and we just want to see what happens. We want to see and hope that Monty has figured it out. He claimed yesterday, he has. Nah, look, yeah, we we see. Look, we get some spacing and some movement. Things actually work. Oh, really, Monty? Thank you. But eBay... 
Modus doesn't have that problem. They they know what they're doing. They're all about getting the championship team and getting to know that the player on a championship team has got to be a perfect fit. And that's the same with your vehicle. There are 122 million parts. If you're number one, ride or die, eBay Motors helps you keep your ride running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever it is that your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride first time, every time, or your money back. And at these prices, you're burning rubber and not cash. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to US customers, eligible items only, and exclusions apply. Thanks again for being a part of the show. Uh, straight after this, Locked On Sports Today will roll. That's our 24-7 streaming show with news across all sports. Don't, watch, don't worry about watching TV. This is where you get the real local experts talking about their team with national coverage as well. And while you're there, YouTube, hit subscribe. We're ready to go. We're ready to roll into it. Um, let's talk streams of the day. That's where we're at now. 10-team leagues. I'm going with Caleb Martin. So many guys out. Martin's playing tons of minutes. We roll with him. I don't know that he holds 12-team value. In fact, I doubt it long-term. But for now, he does. So we do it. 12-team leagues, Kyle Lowry. Yeah, there can be some iffy scoring nights, but he gets assists, he gets steals. He's going to play a lot of minutes. They've also got a back-to-back coming up, which he may or may not play, but I'm not sure. Big Dick Nick for a 14-team league, Nick Richards. You could look at him as a 12-team stream for sure, but he's an absolute... Like, he's rostered in so few leagues, Nick Richards. A great, great ad for the time being with Mark Williams out. And then for 16 teams, I do like Nico Batum. You could throw Jericho Sims in there as well. But I do like Nico Batum, who's got a pretty solid 30-minute... Around 30-minute a night starting role. For Yahoo and ESPN points leagues, we are just going back to Caleb Martin. He was great the last time we put him there. Let's hope he does it again. That's where we're at. Let's look at the games now. Nine of them on Philadelphia, Detroit... The first game we're going to take a look at. I want to watch Kelly Oubre's role. Now, it is. it might be difficult. The Sixers might win by 50 again, and we might get fourth quarter blowout again, like we got against Washington yesterday. But Oubre's minutes are down. I think he needs 29 to 30 a night to be a 12-team league, category league player. Points leagues, he can probably get away with 27. But he needs to be getting shots because he doesn't do anything else. He needs to be hitting them at a decent enough level. And I'm a little worried with the way that they're using Morris and Covington and Batum and even Beverly that it is limiting the minutes overall that Ubre gets. So let's get another data point in here. For the Pistons, it is Asar Thompson who shot the ball really well, and that won't be the case every game. But it's more about how often they use him. Do they stick him in the corner and say, take some threes, which is, again, idiotic coaching. But do they put him in more of a screen roll action, more of a playmaking action? And just does he play those 34 a night, which I think he does. In terms of streams, it probably is Batum. When we're looking at these streams on the individual games, by the way, it's always 45% or lower. Uh, Jaden Ivey's the guy that I do look there for Detroit, who I, he played more minutes than Killian Hayes. He also made some crazy things. Man, there's no one who can actually stop Jaden Ivey. Yeah, Monty, except for you. Except for you. But let's hope that we're in a situation. I don't actually mind whether Ivey comes off the bench, but if he, he needs to play 33 a night. It doesn't matter if Hayes starts and plays 21 and you separate some of that time between Cade and Killian, although I think you want them playing together more. But just getting Ivy 30-plus is interesting, and I do think that he should be rostered just to see where this goes. The New Orleans Pelicans and the Washington Wizards, we featured both of these guys, Trey Murphy and Kyle Kuzma, on the Buy Low, Sell High show earlier today. Murphy struggling at the moment. The shot's not going in. The minutes are low. Few minutes in Dyson Daniels' last game. Um, he does require a lot of shots, a lot of minutes and a high efficiency to be a strong fantasy guy, and it hasn't happened yet. So let's see how they utilize him. What happens if Zion sits? Is him playing few minutes than Dyson Daniels a real thing? I doubt it, but is it? And then for Kuzma, who had this real stretch of unbelievable assist numbers and had been strong from the free throw line, then the last four games, it all fell away. 
which one of these is real? Can he go back to being that point forward creator? Will he hit his free throws again or is he back to being a 60% guy? Because that's the difference between him being good or being bad. In terms of streams, Dyson Daniels probably is the Pelicans guy. And then for the Wizards, it is Bill Al-Kulabali. Of course, we've got Gafford in or out of the lineup. We don't know. They started Mascala. That went horribly. In the past, when Gafford sat, they start Kuzma at center and they started Kulabali. So he could be a very, very intriguing streamer who's available basically everywhere. The next game is the Hornets and the Heat. PJ Washington's minutes and production have been... Well, more his production. His minutes have been relatively consistent, but his production's been up and down. I just continue to think while these players are out, especially now that Mark Williams is unlikely to play, the PJ's got to be rostered. But let's see if we can get an ounce of consistency. Probably not, but let's see. Um, For the Heat, Kevin Love has been very, very good. And honestly, he outplayed Orlando Robinson last game. And he's moving into a position where we can go, at least in like 14s, where Kevin Love is streamable. They've got a million stream options though. Kyle Lowry, Duncan Robinson, Josh Richardson, Jaime Jaquez, Caleb Martin, Orlando Robinson, Kevin Love. There's like eight stream guys. That's seven, I think, actually. But a ton of them. And they're all probably going to die in the ass when players return. But for now, we love to see this. Nick Richards is a great stream. Caleb Martin a great stream. This is the best game, I think, for attacking high-level streamers. Richards, Martin, Lowry, Huckers, Robinson, Robinson. So many guys love. There's a lot of stream value coming out of the Hornets and the Heat. The Hawks and the Raptors is the next game. DeAndre Hunter is officially questionable now. I want to watch DeJounte Murray because he just can't seem to get a consistent run of efficiency or high-volume assists. And honestly, I'm not sure it's going to happen. Unless there is a Trey Young trade, which, again, I, I push back on the idea that Trey Young is going to be moved on from so they can give the team to DeJounte Murray. I don't see that at all. And I just want to see more consistency from DeJounte. Or is this just who we get? I think it is. For the Raptors, Jakob Pertl has fallen off the last couple of weeks after a really strong run. Is the precious Achua a little push? And Achua's been good the last couple of games. Is that impacting Pertl? It looks like they're going to keep him as a 27-28 minute and I go, which again, when you pay $80 million guarantee and give up a like top six protected first round pick, it's insanity to do that. But that is the Toronto Raptors of this day and age. In terms of stream guys, I've got Garrison Matthews there. Honestly, I just don't stream him at all. But if DeAndre Hunter is out, Gary Bird might start. He played like 18 minutes, but that's at least deeply useful. Otherwise, there's actually nobody on this team to care about because your Bogdanoviches and Bays are already rostered, I hope. For the Raptors, I probably lean a Chua over Trent. Trent's doing nothing at the moment, and Precious is at least getting good minutes and putting up some okay numbers. I don't feel really good about saying that, and I don't really think it's much of a 12-team guy, but it's at least something to watch. The Lakers and the Spurs is the next game. The Lakers are coming off that back-to-back, while for San Antonio, we want to watch Zach Collins because last game, he barely played. If we get another game of Zach Collins playing 15 minutes, then he is getting Jack Armstronged. He will get jacked off hard because he'd been pretty good. But like I said on yesterday's show, if they were going to ease Wembenyama in at power forward, and now that they've uncorked it and he's playing at center and he's rim... I was listening to um, Nate Duncan, Danny LaRue today, looking at his rim contest numbers since he's moved to center and he's up at like nine contests per game versus I think he was at four prior to that. And that's led to his performance and the team's performance actually looking much better. I don't think they're going to change that approach and put him back on the perimeter now that he's starting. I could be wrong, and this team could make many, many moves. They could do a lot of different things. But I just fear now that Wembenyama has gone to center, that that is it. He is a center now. And I don't think Zach's getting back in. So if we get another low minute night, we might consider him a drop. I think we're pretty close to that. 
For the Lakers, Cam Reddish will be an interesting stream guy, especially when you're looking for threes and steals, but there could be big opportunities opening up for guys like Rui Hachimura if LeBron does happen to sit in this game, or maybe even the crucifix if Anthony Davis is out. And then for the Spurs, Jeremy Sohan is worth a stream look. I would look at Malachi Branham, who had a really good game. Remember, Branham started about 10 games, and all of them have been dreadful outside of the last game. So don't get overly enamored with that game. He also generated a ton of assists when that's just not usually his, usually his role, but it's something to monitor. Maybe we look at him. I still probably do prefer Sohan over Branham as a stream guy. Indiana and Milwaukee. Obi Toppin barely played last game. I see a lot of things or hear a lot of things sometimes, and my opinion or analysis of it is different, and that's fine. I'm right and wrong many different times. But sometimes I, I, I see things, and Aaron Neesmith on this team is a power forward. He plays really no other position. I know that he's listed shooting guard small forward on sites, but I don't believe that there was any situation in this game where Toppen played like 15 minutes because um, because Benedict Matherin was going off. That didn't reduce Toppen's minutes, I don't think. I don't think they're related at all. It's Toppen and Neesmith that play at power forward. Now, I guess it was a little bit they, because I think Toppen and Neesmith combined for like 41 minutes. So there were seven other minutes to play there. But Toppen is just a guy that had that little nice run of a couple of good games in the tournament, but honestly, he's been bad the majority of the season. And I know he's going to keep starting. He also lost this job and Neesmith jumped in and then got hurt. And I, I could see that moving back again towards Aaron Neesmith. I don't think that Toppin sticks as a must-roster 12-team guy, but let's see how they use him. And I also want to watch Bob Portis. I'm out on Portis. Done. Dropped. No problem. Stream him. No worries. Especially when Brook or Giannis is out, but as a must-roster guy, I'm not there. But let's see if anything happens. Or has he sort of lost it? I think he might have. Love Neesmith as a stream. That's probably more leaning 14, but he's got really strong value. He's a very, he's one of the, if, if people ever ask that question again to me, and I'm sure it'll happen, who's the best real life player who doesn't translate to fantasy? It's probably Neesmith at the moment, which is amazing because he is just a completely different player to what he was at Florida State and what he was in Boston, where he was a, he shot like 53% in 11 games at Florida State from three. You know, he's just this outside bomber. And now he's just a guy that is an unbelievable, undersized, powerful defender. And I didn't see it coming. He's been great. He's reinvented himself. I love that. Campaign's probably the Bucks stream guy, but I also probably don't care. On to the Grizzlies and the Rockets. Santi Aldama started last game and proceeded to play fewer minutes than he had been anyway. I do not buy Aldama as a must-roster player. You are well aware of this. But him starting does give him that extra opportunity, an extra upside for minutes, but this team just jerks things around every single game. Like, did we really expect Xavier Tillman to go back to playing yeah, 10 minutes or whatever it was? How are they going to run this rotation? I don't know. They're running Biombo and Tillman together off the bench. Why? Playing them together makes no sense. So I think there's going to be just many, many chops and changes here. But I do want to see what they do with Aldama. And for Houston, I want to watch Tari Eason. Because he played 27 minutes last game. If he gets 27, guaranteed must roster. In fact, go and add Tari Eason now. Let's see what happens. I still don't firmly believe there is an every night 25-minute role for Eason, even though I believe there should be. Last game, we saw Tate play nine minutes and Jalen Green play 24. I realistically think Tate could play nine a night, which would push East into about 23. But I don't think Green plays 24 or 25 because, I mean, that pushes Brooks down to the two and it opens things up there for Easton to play more. But we're watching it. And if you want to grab him, go ahead and do it. I, I would add him just in case because the upside is high. The likelihood is low. The upside is high. And I think Aldama is probably worth um, a look as a stream guy. Uh, on the uh, on the grizzly side of things as well. Today's episode is also brought to you by the Game Time app. You should not have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. 
music, sports, comedy, whatever it is, theater. You just want tickets to go see something fun. That's what the name of the game is. And the name of the game is Game Time. I gave you a new slogan, Game Time. Go through with that one. Last minute deals. They're killers. All in prices. Views from your seat. Best price guarantee. Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Their zone deals are great as well. So if you're looking to save a little bit of extra money, you just pick the area that you want to sit. You go, I'll take this area. Level two, bay four, whatever. And they go, cool. Let me find you a seat. And on average, you can save up to 18%. Well, actually, on average, it is 18%, not up to. On average, it is 18% savings if you utilize their zone deals for them to pick the exact tickets. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-B-A for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Okay, let us go through, bang out the rest of this now. We've got a few games to go. It is the New York Knickerbockers and the Utah Jazz. We know that... um, Mitchell Robinson is out. And Isaiah Hartenstein is starting. No, he's, God, no, he's not. <laughs> Jericho Sims is. And honestly, it's frustrated me that Sims started considering he played 25 minutes all season. It frustrates me when people suggest that Jericho Sims is a better player than Isaiah Hartenstein because if he was, he would have played more than 25 minutes a night. But honestly, as I sit and think about it more, it's actually better that Hartenstein doesn't start and play with all those bull hogs and have the 4% usage that Sims does. As long as Sims plays like 19 minutes and Hartenstein plays 27 we're good. And all of Sims' minutes are paired with Randall, Brunson, and Barrett. And Hartenstein gets as much time with the Grimes um, quickly bench group and Hart. Then that's great. You have the worry that when they come off the bench that you that Tibbs does, and all coaches do, is lean that starter a little heavier, which is a concern. But in terms of putting someone in there that just jumps up and down and gets rebounds, like, which is what Sims does... It, makes, it does make a little bit of sense in context as long as it doesn't mean marginalizing the better player so you can keep Sims out there longer. That's, that's my concern. I want to watch Grimes because I really like Quentin Grimes as a player. I thought he showed a lot last season. And what we saw also last season is that when players were out, he showed scalability. He was like, all right, Brunson, you're out. I'm going to run the offense. I'm going to get usage. I'm going to dish assists. I'm going to shoot. I'm going to score. I'm going to ramp it all up. And then guys come back and he scales it back. Now, he was obviously pissed, but he moved to the bench and went, all right, here's my chance. And went bananas. Now, I think last game, that was largely because Quickly was out, but we want to just see how it integrates in. Because if he's firing off the bench, Quickly's got no hope of having value, honestly. So we'll see how that all looks out. And then for the Jazz, Keontae George was great last game. One good game. Does not mean that that problem is solved and that he is now excellent. And congratulations for holding. I love Keontae George and I've been advocating holding. And I am holding. I think I've got him in four of my eight leagues. All right, I am holding him. But that one game does not mean that every game will be like that moving forward. So let's watch it. In terms of streams, Hartenstein is still 63% available. That is way too low. You've got to go grab him. And Keontae George, still 56% available. He should be rostered as well, even with those caveats that I just explained. The Brooklyn Nets and the Phoenix Suns. The Suns are on a back-to-back. Cam Thomas, last few games, has been dreadful. In fact, I believe he's outside the top 200 over the last two weeks. What we need to see with Cam Thomas is two things. Will the shots start to go in? But also, if they don't, can he ever tone it down to be a lesser part and get more things in, improve defensively, rather than like, the shots aren't going in, I guess the solution is take more of them. Because eventually they go in, yeah? Because that kills you, the team, but it also kills us from a fantasy point of view. So let's see how he adjusts. Do they go in more? Does he take fewer shots? 
or does he do what's happened the last two weeks? In terms of stream guys, Royce O'Neal and Dorian Finney-Smith look pretty strong. There, it would be Dennis Smith as well if he was available for the Nets. And then Drew Eubanks maybe for the Suns. But there's a lot of stuff that can change with uh, Allen, Beal, Durant, their ins and outs and their processes, whether they're going to be available or not. In terms of Wednesday, Thursday, two for ones, we've talked about the teams already, but I like Caleb Martin right there at the top. Um, Keontae George, I've got Kyle Lowry on that list. I don't know that he plays the back-to-back. He's played some. He hasn't played others. Um, Kelly Olynyk. Could we get some real value if Kessler and Markinen and Collins are out again, even though he was shit house last game? There's still a chance for 27, 28 minutes. Maybe. Who knows? The Jazz are just so hard to predict. And the other one's Duncan Robinson, a very clear two-for-one stream with Tyler Hero not returning this week. Kevin Love, much like Kyle Lowry, does he play the back-to-back? Don't know. He's, a, he's an option. Orlando Robinson's obviously an option there as well, with the expectation that Bam is not going to play uh, in either of these games. We already know he's out for one. The rest of the week chunk, Wednesday through Sunday, there's one high-volume day, which even might be a stream day, and that's Saturday. But if you want to avoid that day, here's how we can get some guys in with some really strong value. We're looking at Sohan with three games. He's not super appealing, but three low-volume days in the next five days, three low-volume games in the next five days is good. Tari Eason, not only did we see big minutes last game, it is an ideal schedule coming up for the Rockets. That is another tick in why we should go to look to add him. Bilal Kulabali. Maybe he starts if Gafford is out, but three quality games in the next five is worth looking at. I've got Caleb Martin there. He's only got two quality games in the next five days, and they are Wednesday, Thursday, back-to-back. But he's definitely still a high-priority ad. And then you've got Eubanks with three and Dylan Brooks with three as well. We don't love Dylan Brooks as an ad, but especially in a points league, three quality games is very interesting over the next five nights, just accumulating, accumulating numbers. 10-team stream options. We're looking at 65% rostered or below. Caleb Martin sits atop the list for me. Sadiq Bay coming in there. He's only 57% rostered. That's way too low. Uh, Kyle Lowry, Big Dick Nick Richards, Duncan Robinson, and Denny Avdia. Some, this, again, is a really good illustration. If we're in a 10-team league, or if you go shallower into eight, the back end of your roster should be considered highly pliable. You just move on from guys. You just drop them. Look how much of, uh, value and interesting guys. Like all of these players, you could make an argument. Martin, Bay, Lowry, Richards, Robinson, Avdia. Maybe not Avdia, but the other five guys could easily be top 80 players in the short term. And in a lot of 10-team leagues, they're just sitting on the wire. So your back end of your roster, when you're like, oh, who do I roster here? It doesn't matter. You just move on and cycle guys through much more so in a 10-team league. For 12-team streams, we do a cutoff here of um, 40% rostered, cascading through any of those ones that I just mentioned for 10s. You can look at them like, you know, all these guys are 12-team viable if they're available. And then we go to the two Miami big men, Orlando Robinson and Kevin Love. Look like pretty good streams. Isaiah Hartenstein is a stream, but a longer term ad. You've got Jeremy Sohan, Tari Eason, I've just talked about, really interesting at the moment. I hope, I love our Eason. I hope it works out. Um, and Killian Hayes is interesting enough, but you know, I do worry somewhat with his numbers and his minutes, and I'd probably have Jaden Ivey over him. Deep league streamers, these are 20% or below. Joshie Richardson, DiVincenzo starting, doesn't get any shots, but he had five assists. That's interesting for deep. Uh, Nico Batum, Aaron Neesmith, uh, Bilal Koulibaly, and then Kali Linick, especially if those guys do get ruled out. And lastly, we're doing points league streams. These are 45% rostered or below. So we start with Caleb Martin, Keontae George, Jeremy Sohan, Kevin Love and Orlando Robinson sit in there too, as well as Duncan Robinson. So we've got four Heat guys. They are the primary stream team at the moment. And that is the end of the look ahead for Wednesday's nine games. Don't forget, if you are here on YouTube, we are subscribing. 
That is what we're doing. So hit the subscribe button, hit the thumbs up, and leave your comments down below. If you're on audio, come across to YouTube. If you're on YouTube, we've got audio. You can listen in the car easy as well. Go and do all of that and social media, all that stuff. You know how to do it, guys. We're done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.